All right, what's going on? So Knicks Lakers last night, uh, recording this Sunday morning, and uh, Knicks winning streak comes to an end. Just wanted to get some thoughts on the game, some thoughts on the winning streak, some thoughts on just the, the Knicks overall as a team. Um, look, I I said prior or leading up to the game that I, I hadn't been that excited for a Knicks game or that uh, wrapped up in the, the lead up to a Knicks game, and I can't even tell you how long. Uh, I mean, I love LeBron. Love the. I watch the Lakers. I always say that the Lakers are my like after hours team, where I watch the Knicks at seven thirty, eight o'clock, and then after that, I'll watch whoever the Lakers are playing. Just because, honestly, uh, it can get into a totally different conversation about LeBron. But I think the LeBron days are numbered, and I'm kind of happy that I'm able to see him and watch him. Uh, you know, in, in not in person, but watch him as much as I do. So I, I kind of get to. To, to soak it all in, I guess you can say. So when they play the Knicks, that is just primetime TV for me, primetime TV for many basketball fans, and we got a great game. There's a couple of things I wanted to say about the Knicks. I think that there's this game, obviously, you're not going to win every game. I get it. You're not going to uh, be able to just, you know, play, keep this level of play up with all these injuries and no Quentin Grimes again, no OG Ananobi again. Uh, obviously, you no know, Julius Randle. He said he'll, or the Knicks said that he would be reevaluated in, I believe, two to three weeks. So he'll be out for uh, an extended period of time. So I'll give you some quick thoughts here. So I'll just kind of go through the box score here. Brunson, uh, I'll say, let's start there. So Jalen Brunson was unbelievable in the first through third quarter. I thought that he was dictating the pace of the game, getting his guys involved. Dante DiVincenzo, another big game, 26 points. He seems to be the 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 Robin to Jalen Brunson's Batman when everyone else is hurt, as, or at least that, that's how I read it. Uh, Josh Hart flying all over the floor, 41 minutes, 12 points, 11 rebounds. Couldn't hit uh, a wide-open shot, though. I, there were, I thought there were many shots where, you know, the, the Lakers – Ultimately, in the fourth quarter, which is going to be my my major topic or my major talking point, but I think that what the Lakers did yesterday in terms of the the fourth quarter and how they were able to maneuver the Knicks defense in a way that just got them very uncomfortable. And look, all this is to be said again. No OG Ananobi, who I when the Knicks acquired him, and I can only assume that it's gotten better or at least stayed the course. When the Knicks got him, I believe he was the the highest percentage corner three point shooter in the entire league, and I'm gonna assume that he's only gotten uh, it's only stayed relatively similar. So not having that shrinks the floor. Not having another playmaker in Julius Randle obviously makes defenses key in on Jalen Brunson. And then as for guys like you know Josh Hart, Precious Achua, Achua goes 0 for three from three. He hits one or two of those and, and kind of makes it a different game. Josh Hart, 5 of 16 from the floor. It seemed like he was a little hesitant to shoot at times. Um, and not that, I'm, not that I'm expecting any sort of crazy offense from Josh Hart. I mean, he is what he is. He's 12 rebounds or 11 rebounds, 12, 12 points, 4 assists. He was doing all the dirty work. There was even a couple plays where he would make a save on a ball that I thought was just a – he's a great hustle player, and he's a guy that – on a, on a good team, like, I'm watching the game last night, I'll put it into perspective, and I, I'm saying to myself, wow, the Lakers would love a guy like Josh Hart, and then I'm like, you know, as a matter of fact, I think every team would love a guy like Josh Hart, he's just so valuable, and kind of does all the, 
I don't want to say like the, the Draymond Green work of it all, but he does the, the things that are maybe not showing up on the stat sheets, whether it's, you know, hustling to save a ball from going out of bounds or help defense that he rotates over and is able to, you know, maybe not play. He's not the most elite defender, but he definitely causes disruptions. And when you're, when he puts a body on you, you know, he makes you know that he's there and he's a, he's a definitely a, a savvy veteran as well. He's just a good player. I like watching him, especially in you know forty-one minutes of time. With given all the injuries, it's it's interesting interesting to see him uh, play so much and how how much his impact has when he's on the court. Um, the Lakers. Uh, I mean, they're. I I said in from the tip off that you know win, lose or draw. I think the Knicks at full health. I think they're just a different level than the Lakers. And and look, not saying that this is not a slight to LeBron, not a slight to AD. Austin Reeves has been playing out of his mind. Uh, I just think that depth-wise and in terms of, I always talk about, you know, teams that play good basketball versus teams that just have good basketball players. And I think that the Lakers obviously just kind of fall into that category of when they turn it on like they did in the fourth quarter, they're unbelievable. And if they can keep that up for, you know, four quarters a night, 81 times a year, they you can talk to me about, you know, LeBron in the finals and LeBron getting to the finals and the Lakers being, uh, you know, a, a winning team, we'll say. But they're not really that. It's a lot of pick and roll. It's a lot of LeBron making the decisions. It's a lot of Austin Reeves making the decisions, which seems to be something that LeBron kind of trusts and has found trust in and is able to lean on him a bit when I don't want to say times get tough, we'll say, but when, when there's, you know, LeBron's giving his all on defense in the fourth quarter and he's a little tired, needs to take a playoff granted, uh, you know, he's LeBron James. So even when he's quote unquote, taking a playoff, you still have to worry about him. But I think the, the value that Austin Reeves brings to that team is, is one that if he can keep playing this way and they can truly form a big three and maybe add around the edges there in, uh, in LA that you could talk to me that, about you know them sneaking in and being one of those teams that you know maybe they upset a, a young Thunder team or maybe they upset a, a Minnesota Timberwolves team that is definitely a good team and deserves to be in the playoffs and Ann Edwards probably will find himself in some sort of MVP conversation, but I think the Lakers are a team that you know if you're in the West you don't want them to sneak in and I think that the fourth quarter kind of showed this yesterday. Um, what they did that Jalen Brunson was interesting. They they kind of realized that, you know, Josh Hart was hesitant to take the three. Precious Achua was not necessarily hesitant. He only shot the ball three times from three. But there's a lot of times that the spacing of the Knicks was almost flawed in that, you know, you it's one thing to space the floor when you have, a, like I said, a guy like OG Ananobi sitting in the corner who, who most more often than not will knock down that corner three when he's wide open. It's a big drop off when you start talking about, Guys like, uh, you know, instead of Dante DiVincenzo in the corner and Julius Randle being that second playmaker, you now have Precious Achua in the corner and Dante DiVincenzo is your playmaker. So, you know, all things considered, the Lakers, what they did yesterday was they kind of just mixed up the defensive looks that they were throwing at Brunson in the fourth. They were physical with him. And then they kind of just said, even even LeBron, you know, himself as as a on the as a defensive player, was kind of just hanging back off these, you know, high screening roles that the Knicks like to run, and they just kind of hanging back and saying, "All right, you know what, Jalen Brunson, like we're we're gonna not let you just score all day and get all these fouls in the lane. We're gonna uh, we're gonna blitz your your screens. We're gonna give you different looks up top, and then we're gonna tell you, look, you can drive into the paint at AD and and take your shot there, 
or you can kick it out to Josh Hart, and we're totally cool with Josh Hart taking the three. And that, it's it's a problem, but it, it's I put a, a grain of salt into it because you know Knicks aren't healthy again, and I think that when you have when the Knicks are healthy, you have more playmaking, you have more guys on the court that are just. I don't want to say basketball savvy because I think the top to bottom this Knicks roster is definitely, uh, definitely one that is uh, full of guys that just you know are good gritty basketball players and obviously that just speaks to the kind of player that Thibs likes. But I think that you know a couple of issues that I saw yesterday that came up were were something that I think Anthony Davis actually said or they was like a mic'd up clip of Anthony Davis or one of those like TNT audio uh, clips that they show you know coming back from a break. There was Anthony Davis was was talking to one of the other Laker defenders. I want to say it was like Max Christie or something, and they were talking about Jalen Brunson. And AD said like, "Oh, I used to play point guard. Like I know, I know, you know what he's trying to do." And they kind of zeroed in on the fact that you know Brunson when he gets into the lane and you know he's the Knicks. What they'll do is they'll run a screen up top or like a brush screen, or they'll even run one of those like dribble handoffs with Isaiah Hartenstein that kind of gets Brunson going in motion and then it becomes a tough guard for whoever's defending Brunson. They were running that, but then they were telling their second defender who was ultimately the trail guy, just, you know, kind of lay off because even if Brunson runs full speed ahead at Anthony Davis, we have Anthony Davis in the paint. And honestly, it that plan worked to perfection because what Brunson does a lot and where teams get into trouble is, you know, they'll they'll have a guy where, again, they'll have Brunson on that, that dribble handoff from Hartenstein or a pick and roll or, you know, something like that. Some sort of uh, action past the three-point line where they – what happens is Brunson gets the trail guy running behind him. And then in the NBA now, if you get a point guard like Brunson who's shifty in the lane, can make the passes out to the sides and is able to do that little stop, drop back move, like drop back floater, I like to call it, where – you know, he'll take the hit from behind, he'll get a foul, and then he'll also get a shot attempt. The Lakers did a really good job of, and th- this has got to be a testament to Anthony Davis's defensive prowess as well as LeBron James just knowing the game, that they probably just told all their, you know, defenders, hey, if you find yourself trailing Jalen Brunson, it's okay. Like, don't don't panic. Don't You don't have to catch up to him. Because, again, we have Anthony Davis in the paint, who I, I will tell anyone, or I'll argue this with anyone, and, again, I watch a lot of Lakers basketball games, he ends up with, I think it was, you know, uh, only like eight points. Um, so the final line was 12 points, 18 rebounds, five assists, and four blocks. And I said as soon as the game ended that you don't have to throw me any sort of stats. You don't have to throw me any sort of, you know, uh, career highs or whatever, or highlights, whatever. I think that was Anthony Davis's best game this season because in the fourth quarter, not and not just him, I'm not going to put it all in AD, but he was a true anchor for that Lakers defense last night. And it's something that it's a little concerning, I guess. Again, the health of the Knicks is obviously uh, was going to cause this team to eventually lose a game or two. You can't win them all. Um, but I think that it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, going into the playoffs and when they play a, a high, you know, marquee game like this or a team that is, a, you know, a real contending team, how they defend Jalen Brunson is going to be something to watch because I think that when you remove all the other factors from, uh, like I said, the injuries and whatnot from this roster and it becomes the Jalen Brunson show, I think that teams or people that are skeptical on Brunson will look at this game and say, okay, well, you know, that's why he can't be the guy because he can't 
you know, he can't do it by himself and he can't, you know, carry a team. And if you have to put the burden on him late in the game, he's not going to be able to do that. And it's, I'm not going to say that those people after watching the game last night are not, we're not right for that game. But I think that again, once his team is healthy and, and fully, you know, clicking on all cylinders, I think that this team is closer to, you know, uh, being a contender than being a non-contender. And I think that that's something that I haven't really been able to to say confidently for the Knicks in a long, long time. Um, and then as in terms of the trade deadline, I guess I'll just wrap it up here. But in terms of the trade deadline, I think that there's – I actually also watched that Warriors-Hawks game. I had that on my, my smaller screen yesterday. So I was watching that on mute. Got a little crazy. Steph drops 60, loses, goes to overtime. The Warriors kind of – uh, had a couple of miscues late in that game that kind of led them to even being in overtime where they ended up losing. Hawks start overtime, 11, uh, an 11 nothing run, kind of put them to bed early. Um, I would love DeJounte Murray. I think that he, you know, I, I love the, the chemistry between Brunson and DiVincenzo, and DiVincenzo is a playmaker. But I'm, I would be curious to see what uh, a guy like DeJounte Murray could do because, you know, Trey Young has a great game yesterday, and I'm watching it, and it gets to overtime. I mean, DeJounte Murray, for, for all the people that say that, you know, Jalen Brunson can't carry a team, I'm not saying through 81 games or, or you know, the entire NBA season that DeJounte Murray would, would bring a team to the playoffs. But if you need a guy, you know, you need to give Jalen Brunson a breather for two minutes. There was like a two-minute span yesterday where the Knicks ran out of lineup of like Miles McBride, Precious Achua, Josh Hart, uh, Jericho Sims. Like It was just you know, really, really just a rough lineup that uh, you throw in a guy like DeJounte Murray and over uh, Miles McBride, and you can you can kind of hang there, I think, with, with a DeJounte Murray. He's a, he's a really good player, a true, you know, 20-plus point-per-game scorer that'll give you really good defense as well. I think that you get him on a team like the Knicks that, uh, again, has a lot of good defenders and a lot of effort players and obviously a great defensive-minded head coach in Thibs. And I think that I would like to see what what that brings to this team and it might be that might be the, the the ancillary piece that is the mix of you know young good defender also realistically attainable not not someone that we're just kind of sitting here dreaming about uh so i i would be interested to see how aggressive the knicks get and kind of if you know if you're in the knicks front office do you is there any stock that you put into like all right you know, Randall's going to be reevaluated in two to three weeks. Not not coming back. He will be reevaluated in two to three weeks. And then OG Ananobi, he's uh, it's popped up on many sort of you know Knicks Twitter spaces and Twitter circles whatnot. But he's got a, a long injury history that you know he they say you know it's it, he's used to this. It's something that he's dealt with in the past, and that's fine. But I you know what happens when the Knicks are great for the rest of the year when he's healthy and everyone's back healthy, and then his wrist flares up in round one of the playoffs and you end up finding yourself on the, the outside looking in, uh, you know, obviously it's just, just that's the negative thoughts there. But I think adding another guy that's, I wouldn't say OG Ananobi's a star. He's a really, really solid player in this league. That's an elite defender, but I think DeJounte Murray is like a, a step up in terms of, you know, league wide recognition, we can say. And I guess he, he gets the the correct props and all that, but I think adding a guy like DeJounte Murray would be – I don't think it would really make your, your your pockets hurt in terms of draft capital too much. And I think that it, it would just instantly upgrade this team uh, and it would really make them a tough a tough cover. Again, a lineup of, let's just say for argument's sake, 
You're, you run out a lineup of uh, Jalen Brunson, DeJounte Murray, or you know, Jalen Brunson, Dante DiVincenzo, DeJounte Murray, uh, OG Ananobi, Randall, and then you're, you know, you fill in your center with Hartenstein or Robinson when they're healthy. Obviously, OG Ananobi's got to be baked in there as well. Maybe you play him at the three, and DiVincenzo becomes the six. I think you get a lot of roster flexibility, and I don't think you're going to have to give up too, too much. Maybe you give up Quentin Grimes, Fournier, and, and a, a lot of picks for DeJounte Murray. Uh, maybe do you give up Jericho Sims if you can deem Mitchell Robinson comes back healthy, or even a guy like Precious Achua that you could flip, Malachi Flynn. There's, you know, there's a bunch of guys that the Knicks have that I think could be dangled out there as trade bait, and it would be interesting to see what they do. But, yeah, you know, tough loss last night. I, my, I came away from that game saying that, Again, there's a couple the, – the, my couple of stances I had were Anthony Davis played his best game of the year. Uh, the Knicks obviously f- flamed out with all the injuries. It was bound to happen eventually. And I, I would like to see this game run back with both teams at full health. Um, but everything's up for the Knicks. Just wanted to hop on here and give some of my quick thoughts on the game. Quick uh, status of the Knicks. I guess I'll call this the, the Knicks State of the Union, but – usually State of the Union has a negative connotation towards it. So we're going to just say this is like a positive Knicks State of the Union. So um, if you made it this far, I appreciate it. Obviously, Sam Solo, I'm I'm lacking my other half of the talent here. So uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back this week. Huge Super Bowl week. We'll make our picks. Final Jeopardy style. McFeely will try and uh, catch catch him, I guess, heat from uh, me in terms of making a comeback late in the season and trying to fight that off so much more to be uh to be said much more to be spoken about and a big week this week thank you all for listening and peace out